some interesting news for you. Tell me. I have uncovered a new nickname for me. Well, not new. It's old. I have uncovered my first nickname. What? So I was going through some stuff the other day, and I found in a box of like old photos and scrapbooking things and postcards and random stuff, mm-hmm. three letters that my mom wrote my dad when she took me to Holland in what? 1973. 73? Yeah, I was like you six have... months old. <gasps> okay. Listener, don't do the math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well... You know, these red letters were private and they were addressed to my dad. So I'm going to obviously read them. <laughs> and they were hilarious because you have to imagine my mom is like 25 and she's in Holland with her mom and her grandmother. Oh, my goodness. And her gen- newborn baby. Wait. Yeah. Four, four generations. generations. You're mathing. Wow. And she is as annoyed with those people as I would have been at that age <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> So it was like she's, a wonderful little, you. yeah, I fell in love with my mom all over again. Aww. Um, but I'm reading and I'm like, who does she, who is she talking about? Who's the snot nose? Lala. What? They called me Lala. Isn't that Aww. the best thing you've ever heard? Look, young Rebecca's lo- crying. She's shedding a tear. <laughs> I like, well, Lala. it's not as good as Roy, but well, it'll do. Can it, can I hyphenate? Yeah. Can I be Roy Lala? <laughs> oh, no. The reason I call you Roy is to reduce the syllables in your name. You just is added them why? both back. <laughs> you hate a three-syllable yeah, name. Yeah, it's so long. Oh, Ugh. my goodness. I don't have time for three. I'm Paige. I don't have time for three syllables. <laughs> I thought you shirt. were starting the show. I'm Paige. I was going to jump no. in, but no. You just have a problem with names. Hi, I'm Paige. <laughs> and I have three syllables. And this is... <laughs> Cue the Made music. From something? <laughs> Made from something. We should have had a shorter name for the show. We should have. Pod. Cue the music. <laughs> we had an exciting weekend. We did. Well, I did. I did. We did things. We did things. We went on we a, an adventure. Yeah. We went to a place. A surprisingly busy place. Okay. I'd just like to say this. We went to a place that I've driven past. A trillion times. Literally a trillion times. Like a couple times a day over several years. Several many years. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked over and went, huh, wonder hmm. who goes there. Oh, yeah, that exists. Oh, hmm. no, not an institution of higher learning. (laughs) Uh, The Manitoba Electrical Museum and Education Center. That's a mouthful. At 660 Harrow Street. Is it ever? Holy, what a museum that is. What a shockingly fun little place to go. Uh, Listener, (laughs) warning to listener, there are going to be puns throughout this episode. Oh, And you've just kicked us off with our shocking... Revelation. Did I say shocking? You did. Oh, I didn't even. I thought you said it and I missed it. <laughs> You're punning and you don't even know it. Oh. You're an accidental punster. I'm punny AF. Um, okay, like who who would go to this place, I thought. So let's meet on a Saturday at one o'clock and be the only two people in there. Yeah, they're gonna be I thought. they're gonna be so happy that somebody came and viewed the museum right? they're gonna love us they're gonna be like oh it's those two we've been waiting for you They've, they're gonna put their phone down 
Yeah. And not be bored for that. No, they're going to turn on the lights for us, basically. <laughs> um, and then I get a text from you. Are you here yet? Yeah. And I'm going, okay, well, is there another car in the parking lot? It was full. No, it was full. The parking lot. It was so full. <laughs> and like <laughs> carloads of people. Yeah traipsing up <laughs> to the front doors it was uh people were like walking in and I was having that same anxiety when you're like you should be in line for a thing early yeah yeah and I was like if she doesn't get here soon there, there might gonna, not be room for us in there's there. gonna be a line yeah <laughs> a power be, line we're gonna be there. <laughs> there it is folks oh um ouch I'm gonna give you a one sentence synopsis of the electrical museum okay from their website this unique experiential museum guides visitors through the safe and efficient use of electricity and demonstrates how electrical energy works. If you had read that on the website, you would not be prepared for what we encountered. No, not even close. It was electricity through the ages. Jam-packed. Well, yeah, and to be more specific, the electric century was highlighted. (laughs) Also because of our timing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas through the ages. Christmas through the ages. I was gonna say right now, it's actually called All That Glows. I think it's over. I think until January sixth. Oh really? And listeners listening to this sometime in March. Don't, don't go know. there for Christmas <laughs> through the ages. Don't go through. But I'll have some suggestions for a listener. Okay. At the end. All right. Um. So it's open Tuesday to Saturday, one to four. Admission five dollars. Yeah. Kids five and under are free. Which, when I read that, I thought I could get a couple toddlers for <laughs> for no dollars. Like you just thought you were going to get I could pick a up a couple toddlers, yeah. Because <laughs> they grow into good little workers. They can't even pay people to take toddlers these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so All That Glows just wrapped up on January 6th. Uh, it was all the ways that Christmas lighting and decorations have revolutionized since the practice first began in the late 1880s. Which is very cool, actually. Yeah. Because okay. Christmas lighting isn't something you think about there having been an evolution for. No. But as soon as you see all the old-timey stuff, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as you see the tree lit with real candles, <laughs> you go, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not lit. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, or we would have been. Wisely. Um, the bubble lights. I miss them. It was nice to see the bubble lights. Yeah, I forgot about those. Many, many strings of uh, old Noma lights on display. <laughs> yes, with braided wire. Yeah. And I think if they were like the ones I grew up with, if one light was out, the whole strand was out. Yes. And you got to hear all the words that your father knew. The ex- <laughs> as he tried to figure out which light it was. The extensive vocabulary. <laughs> all the many words. Um, <laughs> coming up in May, they participate in Doors Open Winnipeg. No way. Yeah, with oh. tours and free admission. Okay, so... Queso. People should... <laughs> you want Mexican food tonight? <laughs> people should take advantage of that. People should take advantage. And then, if they can't make it then, or if they want to go again, and I don't know if they'll do it this year, but they did it last year, Shocktober. Yes. It's the spooky, or should I say hair-raising, oh, Halloween-themed event. I'm sorry, listener. This year's Shocktober featured a Van de Graaff generator and photos with a vintage hydro truck. Cool. Do you know what a Van de Graaff generator is? No, I just was pretending I knew. It's one of those big round hollow things that you put your hand on and then your hair all stands up. Oh. Hair raising. Ha! Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad that we didn't go to that because they only yeah. bring that sucker out for special events. Oh, 
darn. Well, we've always got this coming Shocktober. <laughs> Speaking of special events, do you know that you could rent a space at the Electrical Museum for your private function? Do you think the space is that uh, craft room? Maybe. There were kids crafting while you were there. Yeah. Like a lot of kids. Lots of kids, lots of people. Making crafts. Cool little crafts Mm -hmm. available for any kid to make. Um, So if you have a party of up to 50 people, you can uh, rent out the Electrical Museum. And that includes the museum space. Your guests can tour it and, and enjoy the displays as much as we did. Hey, that's really cool. But like, would you... Do you have to... Do you rent it outside of business hour? Like they're yeah, probably hour? they're only open one to four. Yeah, so <laughs> so actually that would be would ideal. Be, yeah, cool. Okay, clear people out, dig it, start your event at five o'clock. Yeah, um, I wanted to. So we toured the whole place. Yes, we went around twice, possibly. We did. I wanted to give you my top five favorite things at the Electrical Museum. <laughs> okay, and maybe you could give me your top five. I didn't make a list of five. I'll do it on the fly. Do you want to agree with mine? Or yeah, I'll just, agree? I'll just okay. agree. Okay. Um, in no particular order. Number one, the trolley. Oh yeah. Or should I say streetcar? That should be in an order. It's a replica of a Winnipeg streetcar. Yeah. But you can go and sit in it, and you can operate all the things, and you can ring the bell. You can ding it. You can ding it, and there's seating, so you can also just sit. You can sit and enjoy. <laughs> you can be a passenger. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both. We were all those things. Yeah. We'll have to put a picture up on our uh, socials at Made From Pod. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> that. You pleased um, young Rebecca. The only thing that would have made me happier would have been like a little trolley driver's cap that <gasps> I could have worn while pretending to drive. Well, you'd have to bring your own because... Because <laughs> COVID. Because <laughs> <laughs> bed bugs. Um, number two... The vintage kitchen display. <gasps> the best. It was a replica of a 1940s farm kitchen. Yeah. Uh, complete with knob and tube wiring. Yeah. They had all... like taken out a section of the wall so you could see yep. like, the unsafe wiring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it was safe at the time. Likely-ish. Well, actually, knob and tube is fine if it's not disturbed. Right. Well, I don't even know if that's true, but that's what I was told. I think it's... as long as you don't mess with it. I think it's not ideal. It's not ideal. You want to have a, a properly installed electrical panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, so there we go. and wiring that's covered. Uh, number three, wall of small appliances. Yes. What a cool display. Everything from toasters to irons to waffle makers to personal shavers. <laughs> <laughs> personal. What other kind of shavers are there? Like group shavers? <laughs> I don't know. Just six people line up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like mostly chrome appliances. So it was a very striking display. Yeah, it was real, and it's all sort of glass and yeah, it tells you what each item is and literally floor to ceiling. Yeah. Uh, number four. Yeah. The robot made of e-waste. <laughs> he was cool. Did he have a name? Ah, I don't um, know. He must have. He was made up of like every kind of discarded. We should Google this electrical appliance he was like vacuum cleaners and video games and a fan and old telephones and you could push buttons and it would highlight all the little things on him and make sounds he's got to have a name right we could name him sparky (laughs) sparky von zap (laughs) outlet (laughs) circuit 
<laughs> Fuse. Oh, Johnny Five. Johnny Six. Johnny One. We don't know. Johnny? Johnny? <laughs> Where are you getting Johnny from? Johnny Five. What's Johnny Five? Short Circuit. Oh, I don't know. What? I'm getting looks of confusion. <sighs> Sounds like a Johnny teen five. movie from the 80s. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, we like them. We liked them. Uh, number five, the tiny rural neighborhood with working lights. <gasps> the miniatures. The little miniatures. Why are miniatures so cool? Because they're so small. Why do people like little They're versions? enchanting. Miniatures are enchanting. They're enchanting, especially when they have interactive lights and things. Right? and. There's a, a town in, let me say Holland, somewhere in the Netherlands, I believe. And someone constructed a small, like a scale model of the town, which has a scale model of the scale model of the town, isn't which this, has a scale model of the scale model of the... Isn't this just Beetlejuice? Or is this Inception? Beetlejuice. Huh? Yeah, Beetlejuice in the attic. <laughs> the whole town? Isn't it Beetlejuice? Or am I dreaming? I'm kidding. No, I'm just looking at you oh. and Rebecca because I thought we could pull one oh, over on you Oh, you guys again. are trying again to make me... All right. <laughs> We were going to gaslight you into thinking you're the only one that has seen movies. Wouldn't be the first. Uh, honorable mention. Yeah. The game where you can shock people doing unsafe things. <laughs> that gave me more joy than light many up, things in my life. Light up a child's head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just like hold the button for like an uncomfortable amount of time. Okay. You could get the guy yeah. in the shower. It was amazing. Yeah. Or the kid flying a kite. Um, also, I wanted to make a special shout out to the oldest working electric stove in Manitoba. Yes. And that it's was Square the... Elements. Yeah. Square Elements. I want to bring back Square Elements. You want to bring back Square Pots too? Yeah. Okay. More efficient. I mean, they got to fit in the cupboard better. Our cupboards <laughs> are square. Square plates. Yeah. Everything. Paige, I... did you want to highlight anything that wasn't in my list? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I? Yeah. Would this be a good time for um, I like the game of touchy touchy where you don't know what you're going to touch and you stick your hands in. Oh, that's on my next list. Oh, yeah. that was on your, okay. <laughs> then, um, I like that's on my like list because okay. I just, because I didn't have to do the touchy touchy. Mm -hmm. I could just do the filmy filmy. Yep. And, um, I also liked the lineman. Oh, the lineman. Cause your, uh, father-in-law was a lineman. My father-in-law was a lineman for the, Shout uh, out to, uh, Colin. Yeah. For friend the, of the pod. Friend of the pod. Manitoba Hydro. Uh, pardon me. Worked for Winnipeg Hydro. Yeah. And um, he had all kinds of cool, fun facts about Winnipeg and electricity in Winnipeg mm -hmm. that I'd like to share with you later. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Okay. Um, so my least favorite things about the Electrical Museum. What were your least favorite things about the Electrical Museum? I didn't appreciate the light switches in the basement. Were they part of the exhibit? No. <laughs> and so I turned off all the lights in the basement and left everyone very confused. We should note to <laughs> listener that the basement is another part of the exhibit. It's a full exhibit on sustainability and like the indigenous um, aspects. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to call that? Uh, impacts? Yeah. Um, and so I walked up and it said, turn the switches all the way off. And so I went, okay. And, and I turned did all the switches all the way off. And apparently that was just an instruction to the actual people that work there. <laughs> she, she thought it was an interactive exhibit. <laughs> Everything I upstairs think, was interactive. I think I was with you. Yeah. And we were like, this is really asking underwhelming. Asking the question <laughs> as we shut all the lights off on everyone, if this was for <laughs> Don't do that. Didn't like that. No. Uh, the aggressive parking lot music. 
And I'll say it was loud. It was festive, but uh, it discouraged teenagers from hanging out. And uh, you know how comfortable I feel when there's teenagers hanging around. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason you grew one and then shoved it out of the nest. Literally sent it to Mm 7-Eleven. Go. (laughs) Go hang out there. Go hang out there. Uh, And then number three, the mystery box. So you had mentioned that in your list of likes. Because it was such fun for me. Okay, so I'm going to set the stage here. Mm -hmm. There's a counter (laughs) with two holes in the front of it. And the holes are like shrouded with little pieces of strips of rubber. (laughs) There's a monitor on the wall in front of it with questions, a series of questions. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you stick your hands in the holes. (laughs) You fish around. You figure out what's in there. And you answer the questions. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't like the idea of sticking my hands in things. And you're like, no, no, this will be funny. You're going to sit down and you're going to do this under yeah. duress. And you're going to take a picture of me. So I thought you nope. actually took a video. I videoed. Um, we've shared it on our socials <laughs> already because it was too good not to be shared. Um, basically, you stick your hands in the box and you're met with the most horrifying mystery item. <laughs> and then you answer a series of questions. Yes. And the first question is, is this a tool? <laughs> well, no, no, not like any tool I've ever felt. It had a mouth. <laughs> Which was the second question. That was the second I, question. Yeah. Does it have a mouth? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that should have been the first question because I would not have put my hands in the box. Yeah. <laughs> but so you did. You're such a good sport. I'm such a good sport. It took less than a minute. It took 57 seconds for me to go through the entire process. And you only dry heaved twice. Thrice. Thrice. No no fingers were lost. <laughs> but it came close. Um, I have been told since then uh, that it kind of mirrored a situation in the movie Dune. Oh. Or should I say the movie's Dune? Oh, you know what? I haven't seen Dune. Haven't you seen Dune? No. Okay, neither have I. In Dune. Yeah. The character played by Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Or for our elder listeners, Kyle MacLachlan, <laughs> who is best known as Trey on Sex and the City. That's right. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not best known. Um, that character has to go through a test where he puts his hand in a box. Ugh. Just like I did. Is it a tool? A mystery box. <laughs> uh, if he takes his hand out of the box, he gets shanked in the neck oh. by someone called Reverend Mother. And it's it's instant death. He will die. Oh, okay. Uh, But the longer he keeps his hand in the box, the more it hurts. Ugh. Uh, What's in the box? Nothing. It's all in his head. Oh, my God. What was in my mystery box? A scary rubber fish. A sturgeon. I win. She did win. (laughs) She got every question right. It was in Dune. It was a test of character. I think that... At the Hydra, at the Electrical Museum, it was definitely a, it test, was, of it was a test of your character. So, besides delighting visitors with a box of horrors, <laughs> uh, the Manitoba Electrical Museum follows the history of Manitoba's electricity through six themes. Themes? From the 1870s to the present. And with the one foot firmly planted in the past, it looks to the future. <laughs> I added that little part. <laughs> well, it was well ad libbed. Thank you. Uh, the six themes, since you asked. <laughs> Uh, the Electric Century, which is 1900 to 2000. The Electric Century is what? 1900 to 
hundred. Okay. The year nineteen hundred. Yeah. The year two thousand. One nine zero zero. Or Y two K. Ironically, oh. or maybe not ironically. <laughs> what would it's kind be of ironic? fitting that the electric century ends with everyone thinking that electricity was going to slam to a halt. <laughs> it was the end <laughs> was of it. electricity. Do you remember uh, Y2K? I sure do. What were you doing on New Year's Eve? I was in the bushes at the cabin. Really? Were you afraid that everything was going to shut down? And... We were in the snow and we were just hooting and hollering and yeah, yeah. carrying on as one does. What about you? Uh, we were living in Ontario, just outside of Toronto. And, uh, and everything did come to a halt? And everything came slamming to a halt. <laughs> That's just Toronto. <laughs> It's just the brownouts <laughs> from Ontario. Um, no, I kind of expected something to happen, and it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it was a little bit like five, four, three, two, one. Mm. No, don't make sense. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Literally nothing. Just well, nothing. The motorcycle happened. down the street really <laughs> punctuated your point. Uh, theme number two: the Gas light powered. goes on. Eighteen eighty-two to nineteen hundred. Eighteen eighty. Okay, the light goes on. So this covers the days of pre-electricity. Yes. For electricity. It's pre- <laughs> it's kind of cool to think about like homes and how th- people conducted business without electricity. Yeah. Like one example they gave was a washboard and a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to wash my clothes with a washboard and a bucket, I would just buy new clothes. You'd be a dirty son of a gun. I'd be a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> uh, More. They covered the first uses of electricity in the province, including the streetcar that we mentioned. Ooh. So that was a, the streetcars were a big use of electricity. Yeah. Uh, energizing Manitoba. Mm. Uh, that goes up to 1960. And this section answers the, I'm winking at Rebecca, the Sh- burning question. I love when Roy winks at a mic. <laughs> the burning question, how did Manitoba meet the growing demand for electricity? Paige, can you answer that? <laughs> Um, <laughs> with I'll give you a damn dams. clue. <laughs> damn it. So many dams. Damn it. They literally said, see that river there? Damn, damn it. it. <laughs> Rude. Uh, powering up the farm, 1942 to 1960. Yeah. Uh, how were the rural regions of Manitoba connected to the provincial power system? This area of the museum includes the 1940s kitchen mm. and shines a light. She li- She winked again. She winked again. <laughs> It shines a light on the role of home economists at that time. You were like, a home a, economist once, weren't you? No, I just have a an appreciation for. Ah, okay. I, I appreciate their their worth, <laughs> their work, their, their worth. value. All of yes, I appreciate <laughs> the home economists. If you know a hack, a professional home economist, give P- them a give them a hug. A hack. A hack. Professional uh, home economist. I think every P heck I know should just put those as letters after their name. Right? Yeah. They do. Some of them do. They give a real <laughs> P heck. Yeah. You know my friend Jen? Yeah. P heck. Ha! Uh, power from the north. She She's saluting. <laughs> no, I was looking. Oh, was she, looking north. She, okay, again, <laughs> visual gestures. It's a visual medium. She looked north. Well, actually, northwest, but I won't. Stand on ceremony. 1960 to 1999. Uh, you can answer this one for me. Okay. Which northern river Barons. has the potential to provide Manitobans with 15 times the power of the Winnipeg River? Which northern river? Mm-hmm. 15 times the power mm-hmm. of the Winnipeg River, which we know the Winnipeg River has what, like six dams on it? Can I have, <laughs> you said dam. Can I have uh, multiple choice, please? <laughs> 
I think it might be the Nelson. Is Nelson one of the options? <laughs> I think it's the only option. I don't okay. even know if I'm right. I thought maybe you would know. <laughs> I don't know. Why would I know this? Maybe a reader would like to write in. Reader? Listener? Maybe listener would like to write in. She, she's doing visual gestures for reader of our podcast. Isn't our podcast uh, <laughs> transcripted and mailed out to people? Mailed. Uh, the final theme of the the museum, mm-hmm. Into the Future. Oh. So up to this point, you will hear all about how we make and use electricity. Now they ask us, how can you conserve it? Rude. <laughs> rude. Very rude. <laughs> so, so that it can Look be Look what sold. we've done. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> shut off that light. Um, we brought young Rebecca a souvenir from the museum. We did. Reminding her to what? Shut the door? Uh-huh. Yeah, Fermi Laporte. Look at that. Close the door and it's got a dinosaur, so it's relevant to her uh, interests. What is it? The Electrosaurus? The be a power smart, be a power smart Electrosaurus. Close the door. Don't let the cold air in. If only there was a way we could test our knowledge on being power smart. I feel like there's a way. Are we cueing the Mad Libs? <laughs> I am. Cue the, the Mad Libs. Cue the Mad Libs. Do you have something prepared? Oh, well, I don't know how prepared it is. <laughs> so, Do you have a pen? Do you need a pen? Yeah, I need a pen. No, I have a pen. Okay. These are learn the electrical safety rules. I should just quickly shout out to listener Shaney who thinks that what's in the box should be a regular feature on the pod. I agree. So I'm going to have to get a box. <laughs> Drill a couple which... holes in it. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've like heard of this. Going. <laughs> I don't have the equipment for this game. Um, Step one. Put a hole in the box. <laughs> two holes. Um, so Ooh. Okay. For your hands. Yeah. For hands, of course. <laughs> so we're going to play Learn the Electrical Safety Rules Mad Libs. Yes. Oh, it's safety rules. It's not even conserving energy. So even better because I am not good at conserving energy. <laughs> um. Okay, so first word I need from you. Mm-hmm. Should we explain to listener what this is? This is a... a um, listener understands Mad Libs. Okay, so this, but this is not a Mad Libs. We turned this into a Mad Libs. This is a serious power safe quiz provided by the museum. So maybe after we play our Mad Libs, we should read what it actually says. <laughs> well, put it up on our yeah. socials. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so the first thing I need from you is something you... Put in another thing. <laughs> a, a hot dog. A hot dog. Yep, that's it what it bun. is. Okay, hang on. Okay. Um, may I have a fluid? Oh, orange juice. Something outdoors that's really high up. Oh, a bird's nest. That one's not even going to be funny. It's just going to be legit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an electric device. Oh, um, I'm going to go back to personal shaver. <laughs> That's also, this one's also just going to be legit. <laughs> Should we change it to blender? Or shared shaver. <laughs> <laughs> group shave. Group shaver. I'm going to change this to group shaver. Okay. Um, one word, a one word warning. Ideally, a swear. Incorporating a swear. A one word warning. Get off the damn shed. <laughs> That's not one word, is it? Um, How could I incorporate a swear? Well, like, for example, fuck off. <laughs> Can I say tabernacle? Yeah. Okay. okay. Tabernacle is my answer. Just, you know, 
Shout out to the little town across the river here. And the Mackinac. <laughs> Tabernacle. <laughs> Tabernacle. <laughs> okay. Um, a noun. Okay. For something you can climb. Oh, uh, the Matterhorn. <laughs> I was just thinking about the little yodeling guy from Price is Right. Another one word warning. Stop. That's with an H, right? Yeah. S-T-A-H-B. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, something that shouldn't be overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> something that shouldn't be overwhelmed. A puppy. So these okay. are these important are, safety tips. Yeah. The electrical safety rules. Okay. Only hot dogs belong in the outlets. That's correct. Orange juice and electricity don't mix. What? Never fly kites near a bird's nest. <laughs> That's probably true, though. You're right. <laughs> Before repairing a group shaver, be sure it's unplugged. <laughs> Substations may say, Tabernacle, keep out. <laughs> Don't climb the Matterhorn near power lines. That's, there's probably few power lines on the Matterhorn. <laughs> Never overload puppies with too many plugs. <laughs> that one wins. I think that one wins. Oh, uh, yeah. So those are the electrical safety rules. I like that. Yeah. Those, are some, those, are, uh, those are some good rules. Rules to live by. Yeah. Remember I told you that there were important events? Yes. At the uh, Electrical Museum? Yeah. Um, I don't know if there are events attached to these important dates. Okay. But this might be something for a listener to look out for. Mm. February 13th. That's coming up. World Radio Day. Oh, cool. Do you remember in one of the displays... I think it was the 1940s kitchen. It asked, what is the most important piece of electrical equipment in the home? Yes. And the answer was radio. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> it think wasn't they... refrigerator no. or washing machine. Well, actually, there were three answers, and washing machine was one of them. But number one was radio. Number one was radio. Uh, April 18th, you're going to like this one. Okay. Linemen and line women appreciation day. What about line non-binaries? Why not line persons or line peoples? <laughs> line theys and line thems. That's right. Uh, May 25th, National Road Trip Day. And I only mention this because what a great time to go see a dam. <laughs> Get in the damn car. You made me bump the mic. We're going on a damn road trip. <laughs> do you want to do that May 25th? Are you down? S- yeah. Okay. Uh, July 10th, Nikola Tesla's birthday. Oh, uh, Tesla, of course, is most famous for his leadership in the invention of alternating current, mm-hmm. uh, the Tesla coil, mm-hmm. and of course, the Tesla car. Unrelated to Elon. <laughs> He's not involved in the Tesla car. <laughs> the Tesla car. <laughs> I mean, not directly. Did, did, did Nikolai Tesla invent X? <laughs> he did not. Could you imagine? Probably wants to get his name as far from that man as possible. Yes. Uh, did you have anything more to share about the uh, museum? I have a few little things. Hit me up because I got some questions for you. Okay. Um, there, th- at the museum, mm-hmm. um, there is the the original museum building had an addition built on it. Okay. Um, but, and the, the building itself was originally a substation. Yes. Hang on. I think I have like details oh yeah you should mention that it's right beside the big well the old hydro building on taylor Mm, that cool like mid-century modern building Mm -hmm. yeah so 
It's, um, you already mentioned it's on Harrow. It was constructed in 1920 as a substation for the Winnipeg Electric Railway Company. Who we will talk about. To distribute electricity to consumers in the area. Mm-hmm. It was acquired in 1953 by the Manitoba Hydro Electric Board, the predecessor to Manitoba Hydro. It now hosts, as you already mentioned, the Manitoba Electrical Museum and Educational Center. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, a portion of the building still remains as a functional electric service substation what yeah what right what fun fact i shouldn't have been poking my finger in all those <laughs> holes <laughs> shutting lights off and <laughs> the whole grid goes down <laughs> all of grant park mm. um what does this one do okay <laughs> do you remember the 15 foot 10-inch diameter, 28,000-horsepower fixed-blade hydraulic turbine on the lawn? Uh, The big yellow one? Yeah. Yep. Did you know that it was used to generate 7.5 billion kilowatt hours of electrical energy at the Great Falls Generating Station from August 1928 to 19 May 1987? What? I did not know that. Yeah. And again, something I've driven past daily. Now it's a lawn ornament. Yep. Generating interest. Some of the best things become lawn ornaments. <laughs> I say, because remember the time we sat on my front lawn and drank? We were the ornaments. <laughs> we were the ornaments. <laughs> um, do you want to know what people are saying? <laughs> I would love to know what people are saying. Because if it was me, like five-star reviews straight across. <laughs> it, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with no expectations. Yeah. I was like, why, why would I why would I be interested in an electrical museum? But I was really interested in everything that they had to show. I was shocked. Me too. <laughs> Dork. <Sorry. laughs> um, so we have a <laughs> one out of five stars. I can't I can't believe someone could find fault with that place. Yeah. Um this person left no review. Okay. Other than they filled out the, the form when you leave a review, which says they visited on a weekend. Mm-hmm. There was no wait time. Mm-hmm. They don't recommend a reservation. It sounds like oh. they were there outside of the hours of one to four. <laughs> or week- they were Amish. They, no, they could have been there on a Saturday. Okay. Between one to four. Mm-hmm. Um, to their credit, the museum responded and said, thank you for leaving a review. We would love to have a conversation with you to try to resolve your concerns. So they didn't put any of their concerns in. And generally, the way they answered the form was They just one started. Yeah, they just one started. So they did Sounds say... Sounds Amish. <laughs> Sounds like someone who does Amish? not know how to operate. Well, the Amish don't like electricity. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so, so they did say, um, please connect us via email, and Connect. we will do our best to make things right. So that's Kind pretty... folks running that museum. Yeah. There were like, there were a handful of one-star reviews, and they never left comments. So I just wonder if it's, you know, just... I don't know, bots or something. Spam. Yeah. Um, there was a five out of five stars mm-hmm. uh, from Tetiana that said, my husband and I visited the museum today. It was very interesting to learn the history of Manitoba electrification Ooh. and see old electrical appliances from the 1900s. Very friendly staff. Tatiana speaks for all of us. And the museum responded, thank you for visiting. It was a pleasure to have you drop by. Huh. I kind of want to leave a review because... I have been told. I like how engaged they are. <laughs> I've been told by a very uh, reliable source that if you go there and they have proctors, they're usually retired um, Manitoba or Winnipeg Hydro oh, yeah. people, and they're a wealth of information. So hit them up for 
questions hit them up with your questions i you should and so maybe next time we're there maybe at shocktober there will be proctors maybe we should go like during the like the off season when there aren't hordes of crowds yeah maybe <laughs> hordes of crowds hordes of people <laughs> um there was a three out of five there were some odd sort of middle of the pack reviews okay but I brought this one up because um, JMCK gave the museum three out of five stars and said, this is an enjoyable free outing for the family. So this predates the $5 admission. Mm-hmm. So A, free. Right. Plenty of parking. B. Yeah. The only downside is the few times we've gone, the, el- the large electric globe wasn't operational. Do you remember a large electric globe? I think he's talking about the uh, Van de Graaff. Oh, that would be a large electrical globe. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. think that he wants to go have a hair-raising experience. He wants to. <laughs> and was denied. No, he didn't get one. Aw. But um, I think knocking two out of five stars off because the globe's not working is... I don't know, like rub a balloon on your shirt and hand it to your kid. Like, I don't <laughs> know what the problem unfair. is. Yeah. Um, the other thing I have to say about the admission fee. Yeah. Know your worth. Well, that's just it. Five dollars right? is a very small price to pay for a, uh, a an experience, a great experience. <laughs> and you know what? One thing that maybe you didn't mention yet. Yes. As we were going through the museum. Yes. There are displays, mm-hmm. but there are also drawers. Yeah. Open the drawers because there's more exhibits in every level. So there's so much more to see in the museum than you can actually just see if you don't. There's drawers upon drawers upon drawers. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Cool, like old letters and artifacts and things. Yeah. I love a museum with artifacts, and this is just full. Yes. Chock-a-block full. And then when you think that all of those artifacts were from here, like they didn't travel very far. No. Everything's like within about 140 years old. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's super cool. I like the artifacts of our youth that were on display there. (laughs) Like in the robot? Yeah. Like there was that, that... transparent phone that i had as a teen yeah. and there was like an intellivision yeah stuff like that like a tape deck yeah <laughs> and then you think of all the electrical things in your house that you can't live without but that those could all just be e-waste oh. at some point yeah let's have a moment of silence for the e-waste okay we're done um <laughs> that was quite did quick you have moment. more uh more what are people sayings i do not okay can I hit you with some questions? Yeah. These are skill testing. Okay. Uh, can you tell me the location of the first hydroelectric generating station in Manitoba to operate year round? Pine Falls Power View. A Pinawa hydroelectric oh, generation. Pinawa. Hey, nod to friend of the pod, Andrew Davidson. From Pinawa? Hailed from Pinawa. See, there we go. On the Winnipeg River. Uh, do you know the name of the company who built said station? Winnipeg, no. You were, you were right with your first syllable. Win. You've Hydro. already mentioned them. <laughs> what? You've already mentioned them today. I did? Yeah. Wh- wh- Winnipeg Hydro? Winnipeg Electric Railway Company. Oh, th- uh, oh yeah. They built the station. Them. Opened in 1906. It was constructed at a cost of $3 million. That's huge. Mm-hmm. What year? 1906. Three million. We can't even do a... It's like 140 million in today's money. <laughs> Give like, or take. It's like <laughs> probably more like several hundred million in today's money. Uh, last question for you. Okay. 
What comes to mind when you think of the Winnipeg Electric Railway Company? Trolleys. That's correct. <laughs> what do you mean it's correct? That's correct. I have the trolley. The trolley. I mean, that's not a testing, that's not a skill testing question. No, but it's more of like a segue that I led you into. <laughs> And this was a Reed Roy's mind question? Because here's where things go off the rails. Oh, no. She did it again. Are you ready for some history? Yeah. More. I'm going to be doing a little bit of reading. Okay. Because, you know, me and memorizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1882, just one year after the arrival of the CPR to Winnipeg, Albert W. Austin, who <gasps> was an ex-Torontonian, mm-hmm. uh, he anticipated the need for public transportation in the soon-to-be prairie boom town, which he was correct on. Yep. It was a prairie boom town. Yep. Uh, he founded the Winnipeg Street Railway Company. He did. He did. Service began with a single horse car driven route. Horse-drawn car? Horse-drawn street car. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it was like a street car, but it was a thing. Well, we didn't have any streets. I guess okay. it was just horse-drawn mud path Okay, service vehicle. began with a single horse-drawn car route along Main Street, uh, which operated between the Upper Fort Gary site and the new City Hall at William Avenue. Oh, yeah. So 1882. So the... Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be gingerbread days, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Pre-gingerbread? Pre-gingerbread. Yeah, pre-gingerbread. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We're yeah. talking... Yeah. Winnipeg in its very youthy youth. <laughs> uh this surprised me. Fares were 10 cents cash or 15 tickets for a dollar. And in the winter, fares dropped to 5 cents per ride. Does that seem like a lot? It does seem like a lot. It seems like a lot. But then you're thinking, to go from Upper Fort Gary to City Hall for 10 cents, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it, was, it was the whole city, but it was a lot of mo- That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It was the Uber of its time. Well, it was also like novel right yes so maybe yeah this is like the first public transportation in winnipeg yeah i don't know what kind of schedule it ran on but (laughs) when the horse got tired i guess that was it (laughs) uh electrification followed nearly a decade later when the winnipeg street railway company began running its first electric streetcar along river avenue Mm. in 1891 yes yes i'd like to read an account of the occasion from the Narwhal. Okay. You ready for this? What's the Narwhal? Magazine. Canadian. Okay. Of Canadian interest. Oh. Uh, okay. It's like the beaver. It's like the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> With a pointy thing. <laughs> it's the unicorn of beavers. <laughs> Huddled against the cold on January 27th, 1891, the crowd gathered around the warm glow of oil lamps strung from a wooden streetcar perched on a stretch of rail that ran from Osborne Street to Main Street along River Avenue. Hmm. You know the stretch. Yep. Yeah, we travel it often. <laughs> At precisely 7.30 p.m. Okay, so January 27th, 7.30 p.m. It's going to be dark. Yes. So it's beautifully lit up with oil lamps. I've only just now been struck by the realization that River Avenue runs not, from... It's not very close to the river. No. There are it many runs streets... to the river and then to another river kind of <laughs> so every street in the area that does the, that that was the river interpretive <laughs> dance <laughs> um, oh, we're pres- gonna have to start televising these <laughs> at precisely 7 30 p.m winnipeg's acting mayor t.w taylor 
gingerly raised the trolley arm to connect with an overhead wire. Ooh. I say trolley, but I'm going to ask you another question in a minute. Okay. The streetcar beamed with life, its five dazzling electric lights eclipsing the flickering glow of the lamps. The crowd lingered until midnight as each passenger waited in the cold for their chance to ride the little streetcar from one end of River Avenue to the other. The electric streetcar was a success. A new era in public transportation had arrived. I have actual goosebumps. I know, me too. This is like, (laughs) there's something so incredibly quaint and charming but about charming it. about the idea of people just queuing up to try it out and to see this thing light up yeah and then just riding it like it's the coolest thing in town it was the coolest was. thing in town <laughs> yeah and january 27th oh been cold miserable cold okay this is really interesting the same year elm park and river park opened on land owned by albert w austin Mr. Austin. He had bought these parcels of land along the river. Smart cookie. Smart cookie. Um, remember we talked about River Park? Yes. It was the big amusement park. Yes. Where Riverview is today. Yes. So not only was Austin providing transportation, but he was providing a destination. Ha <laughs> Right? So I've got a place for you to go. Okay. And I've got a way for you to get there. Yes. And you're going to want to go to this place. And really the only place, you, only way you're going to get to this place is with my streetcar. At a whopping 10 cents. Right. I don't even, well, he probably raised the fare by then. Yeah, might have. Because you had to ride behind a horse for 10 cents. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it was a brilliant plan. Yeah. Right? Uh, people needed to take a streetcar to get to the new park. He created the park line. So the park line ran from Maine down river and then down Osborne to Jubilee. Yes. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay, back on track. Uh, in 1892, yeah. the rivaling Winnipeg Electric Street Railway Incorporated Ooh. and began its own electric streetcar service <laughs> in the city, trumping the efforts of Austin's Winnipeg Street Railway. <gasps> so, Scandal. This resulted in a temporary system of dual tracks. Ha! They operated on their own tracks. Uh, running down Main Street, one for horse cars, the other for the new electric streetcars. Okay. In 1894, Austin would sell his shares in River Park and the Winnipeg Street Railway Company to the Winnipeg Electric Street Railway Company. Okay. So we're done with Austin. And we now he have... He has made his money. And we now have a monopoly. By 1904, the Winnipeg Electric Railway had a transit monopoly in the city. <gasps> you are correct. It merged with the Winnipeg General Power Company in that same year, becoming the Winnipeg Electric Railway Company. And in 1906, they introduced service on Sundays. (laughs) What's interesting about that is the people that were going to River Park. They were not going to church. Well, they were people that had leisure time. (laughs) And a lot of time, the people that were working would only have time on Sundays oh, yeah. for leisure activities. Yeah. But then they couldn't go to River Park on Sundays. Because there's no trolley. There was no trolley. <laughs> so it was a little bit uh, classist at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, and not just at the time. <laughs> <laughs> One might general, argue. Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the next few years, the Winnipeg Electric Railway Company focused on expansion 
and added several kilometers of new track and an assortment of new routes to its downtown network. Cool. So I'll put a picture up on our socials, like a map Ooh. of the city. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it's a map of the tracks. And then they've also included the map locations where pipes were destroyed by electrification. What? Or damaged by electrification. What What pipes? I'm assuming like metal pipes in the ground, sewer, sewer pipes. And water? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I don't okay. know why they put that on the map. <laughs> well, as we learned from our uh, from our electrical safety rules, yes, orange juice, orange juice and electricity <laughs> does not mix. It's true. Uh, the company, the Winnipeg Electric Railway Company, eventually purchased the Suburban Rapid Transit Company. Whoa! Along with the Winnipeg Selkirk and Lake Winnipeg Railway Company. What year is this? In 1906. 06 <laughs> Suburban Rapid Transit. Come on. First I mean, of all, what are we talking about for suburbs? Like Osborne Village was the first suburb. Yeah, Central Park. They haven't made it out very far. <laughs> I'm assuming. Um, okay, but hang on a sec. Hang on a sec here. So this added the ability to link suburban commuters directly to the urban network and rail system. In 1906-somethings. 1906. Okay, hang on. My mind is blown. I know. I know. It feels like Winnipeg was a bigger city than it is now. Like huge. Yeah. Like they just connected Selkirk. Yeah. Uh, Within four years, an extensive street rail network existed in Winnipeg. Over the next years, the next few years, the network was expanded to include just over 100 kilometers of urban and interurban rail crisscrossing the city and surrounding areas. Wow. Right? Winnipeg Streetcar Network in 1910 was equal to, if not more expansive than, those operating in other Canadian cities at the time. Bam. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, this makes me... Yearn? I want to ask you a question. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought like you were like, thought you were yearning for a different time. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> still, am I still using a washboard though? <laughs> no. This would be a good time to ask you. Do you know the difference between a streetcar and a trolley? Okay, so streetcars on tracks. Yes. And it's only got the one sticky uppy because yeah. the tracks were the ground and the wire, the sticky uppy connected to the power source, which was the overhead power line. Right. The trolley bus, the electric trolley bus, had no was not on a track. It was on wheels. Yes. So that meant it needed two sticky uppies. It was on rubber tires. It was on rubber tires, and it needed two sticky uppies because it needed both the power and the ground. And I think, because it was on rubber tires, I think I read that it could get closer to the sidewalk. Yes. Than the streetcar. So the streetcar, of course, has no deviation from the tracks. Right. Not intentionally, anyway. Right. And then I would assume it could also like cross over. Yeah. You would think. Um, in 1924, the Winnipeg Electric Company, as they were now known, was the most innovative public transportation system in Canada. By whose estimation? Like our Canadians. own, probably. Yeah, like <laughs> Winnipeggers. But anyway, all right, carry on. Um, they added gas-powered motor bus service in 1918. In 1938, six electric trolley buses were added to the system. Yeah. The first of their kind in Western Canada. Zing. Paige, do you have something to add? I do. What were people saying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I do have something on that. (laughs) But you have a newspaper. I do. Article from 1938. March 7th, 1938. Okay. This is the Winnipeg. 
Free Press or the Manitoba Free Press. Yeah, it's Winnipeg Free Press, I think, okay. at that point. Um, the he- title of the article is Trackless Trolley Coming. See? Innovative. So exciting. <laughs> the installation of a trackless trolley system in Winnipeg, in place of the present streetcar lines, was anticipated by Law Amendments Committee of the Legislature Friday evening. Legislature. So I just need to point out that it seems like none of this is like city civic run no right yeah there's a lot of provincial control totally legislative council wilson mclean kc so king's court yes (laughs) king's king's council king's council thank you was instructed to draft an amendment permitting a width of 101 inches for passenger vehicles the present limitation is 96 inches an experiment with a trackless trolley line will be made this coming summer to the Sargent Avenue line, providing the city gives permission. C.H. Dahl, vice president in charge of operations for the Winnipeg Electric Company, said Saturday, a fleet of six trackless trolleys would be used on Sargent Avenue to see how the public takes to them. Designed like a streamlined bus and running on rubber tires, the trackless trolley has twin trolley poles that pick up the juice from the two overhead wires. Pick juice. up the juice. <laughs> Can you believe it? Who was riding this? Bartley Kivas? <laughs> <laughs> uh permitting to drop near oh here's where i read it permitting to drop near the curb to pick up passengers if the sergeant avenue line proves satisfactory to the public it is understood that trackless trolley lines will gradually be put into operation in all parts of winnipeg well right that's interesting that must have been an exciting time could you yeah. imagine yeah up and coming city. Dad's there in his chair with his slippers and his pipe and his Sh- newspaper. Shaking his fist at the cloud. Did you see this, Edna? <laughs> Trackless trolleys are coming. Listen, Charles. <laughs> I'm busy using this washboard. <laughs> Leave me be. Leave me be. Uh, in 1953, yep. the provincial government purchased the Winnipeg Electric Company's plants, distribution facilities, and bus system. On behalf of the Manitoba Hydroelectric Board. This sounds fishy. The Winnipeg Electric Company was renamed the Greater Winnipeg Transit Commission. Where was the Winnipeg Electric Company slash the Manitoba Hydroelectric Board headquartered? You asked? <laughs> yeah, I did, did ask. Did you ask that? I sure did. 213 Notre Dame Avenue. Oh. Which is that tall building right beside 201 Portage. Yeah. And the door still reads Electric Railway Chambers. Cool. So cool. Can you put a picture of that on the on the things? I'll put a picture of that on the thing. Okay. Um, the other thing I'll put a picture of, we're going to have a little another moment of silence. Okay. On September 19th, 1955. Oh, I think I know where this is going. After 70 years of street rail service, young Rebecca's having a moment. Yeah. The last procession of streetcars traveled down Main Street. Meh. The lead car was decorated with a cartoon sad face on its front and a like- sign that read, We've had it. <laughs> With the Arlington Bridge. Oh, no, no. Just, just in general. <laughs> just, we've had it. Yeah. It's the saddest thing to see the trolley with a sad face. And he's got like a little tear. He has a tear. He's a tear. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about remnants of the streetcars and trolleys. <gasps> That's a good idea. Bef- yeah. Do you have something to interject? Yeah, a little thing. Okay. So, interject. <laughs> I think that this was for the... Um, Electric trolley buses. Okay. Timing wise. So this is post 1938. Yes. Okay. 
there was a sign on the buses. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to get on the front and get off the back. Yes. But certain cars were too long for that. Okay. And it would get really kind of annoying. So this this was <laughs> my <laughs> grandpa and his pals. Uh-huh. Used to think it was really funny uh-huh. on the longer buses where the sign that was posted on the bus said enter at rear. <laughs> enter at rear. Enter at rear. <laughs> I love your grandpa. <laughs> yep. Shout out. Shout out. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> or the other grandpa. Yeah. I don't know. Mr. Mr. Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Um, the old man. Remnants of streetcars and trolleys. Yeah. So we've talked about this before, I think maybe, or alluded to it. Yeah. Tracks under the pavement that <laughs> pop up during road construction projects. Could we call them ghost tracks? One could. Kind of like the ghost signs. <laughs> so we know we've seen metal tracks popping up through the pavement on Osborne. Yeah. From time to time. Uh, last summer, Selkirk Street was dug up. Yes. And they unearthed a pile of wooden ties and spikes. Oy. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, Sounds like an environmental company. hazard. Creosote <laughs> soaked. <laughs> the Winnipeg Trolley Company, uh, which I'm very familiar with, is named for and pays tribute to the old trolleys. <gasps> yeah. However, it is a, a modern. It's a bus. It's a modern vehicle. There's no sticky uppies. <laughs> it looks heritage. It does. <laughs> but it's gas powered. And, yeah. Um, I think it's just a big bus. Um, <laughs> the orange trolley that you'll see around town. Yep. Has the number 356. Okay. Which is inspired by a real Winnipeg streetcar. Cool. Anyone in particular? Streetcar number 356. <laughs> Notable because... <laughs> because it was number 356. All righty then. Streetcar 356. Yeah. Is one of four unique wooden streetcars built at Winnipeg's Fort Rouge Garage. Oh, cool. So where the current transit bus garage stands today. Yeah. Uh, it is the only one remaining in Winnipeg. Cool. Um, so it was in service from 1909 until 1955. That's a pretty good stretch. It's a good stretch for a streetcar. Uh, or after- any car for that matter. <laughs> after it retired, it was sold for $100. Oh my goodness. But then it was left outside to just rot in the elements Aww. for 25 years. Did it have a tear? <laughs> it did after 25 <laughs> years. In 1980, the Heritage Winnipeg Peoples yeah. acquired it and they moved it to the Winnipeg Railway Museum, which is in the Via Station. Oh, yes. And they started <gasps> a restoration project yeah a volunteer driven restoration project they have been renovating or restoring this thing for a million years yeah uh during covid everyone was basically like kicked off the project oh no because no one could go work on it yeah um they were also renovating those they were doing something with the tracks and the railway museum was closed okay but apparently according to the internets as of september of last year things were back up and running excellent heritage winnipeg sells a Winnipeg Electric Company t-shirt for $20 on their website to raise money for the <gasps> restoration of old 356. Should we order? We should. It has a little ticket on the back. Oh, I love it. I know. I love it too. Let's order these. Um, fun fact though. Yes. The replica streetcar at the Electrical Museum yeah. is number 358. Oh, so that just two is off a of old fun fact. Um, there are some other wooden streetcars in the province. Okay. Like they were bought after they were retired, moved out of the city. 
yeah. and made into like little cabins, like little tiny homes. Oh, that's cool. So wow. they're in bushes and on in weird places. Did you know that, okay, wait, maybe you're headed there. Are you headed anywhere towards mentioning something about them going to Edmonton? No. You want to talk about Edmonton? Well, I like, I, I believe after they were decommissioned, mm-hmm. the, the whole kit and caboodle was shipped over to Edmonton where they rebuilt and recommissioned. I mean, this wouldn't have the been in the streetcars or the trolleys. I mean, something, a thing, one of those. <laughs> we'll have to look into that. We do our Edmonton episode. I'm barely familiar with the topic. <laughs> um, the other streetcar that most Winnipegers will be familiar with. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they'll be familiar with the number. But streetcar number 596 inspired the public art outside Pantages Playhouse. Yes. <gasps> so The strike. Yes. So streetcar 596 was set on fire <gasps> and uh, they attempted to tip it over mm-hmm. during the Winnipeg General Strike Big Bloody Saturday in <laughs> June of 1919. I don't think it's called Big Bloody. Well, it was... I think you're significantly bloody <laughs> it's called bloody saturday, <laughs> saturday. uh Jeez. incidentally the car streetcar 50 596 was being run by non-union winnipeg electric railway company staff oh, members at the time interesting you gotta have to feel for them hey yeah because i think the crowd pretty much surrounded that trolley and tried to take it down and then when it wouldn't go down they lit it on fire yeah so we encourage listener to stop by pentage's playhouse yeah. On the main street side to see the uh, trolley installation. And or also... Streetcar installation. Take it in at night because it is lit. <laughs> it's lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a random thought for you. Okay. Since you hail from the Cordon area... Sure. Um, have you ever wondered why Lilac between Cordon and Grosvenor is so wide? I've never wondered that because I used to work on the Winnipeg trolley and we would tell people... <laughs> Why don't you tell us? That was the the end of the line. That was the place where the, the it bus... The, it was the, the turnarounder. Yeah, it was the turnarounder. Um, one thing we touched on in an earlier episode mm-hmm. is that there was a turntable yes. in, in the 529 garage. Yes. But um, as my father-in-law told legend Uh there is another home and i believe it is on kingsway Uh uh, that had an electric car and it was the same thing so they had they were one of the only people probably in winnipeg who had an electric car and Uh so you would drive it in and you would and you would plug in your car Uh and then you'd use the turntable to drive to drive it out again amazing isn't that cool that was like a long time ago, too. It's a very long time ago. So I asked Murray Wilson mm-hmm. for some of his thoughts on... Uh, Electricity and magnets? On the trolleys mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. My grandpa didn't have a car at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used to take the trolley, and they he has fond memories of the whole family getting all dressed up and taking the trolleys uh, to, their, to his grandfather's for mm-hmm. Christmas. In the frigid cold of Winnipeg. Yep. Um, he There were a couple things that he highlighted. So the trolleys swayed. <gasps> That's weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, they swayed side to side. Um, he noted that the seats were rattan. Oh. Highly okay. shellacked rattan. <laughs> How warm and cozy. 
Um, and like, it's funny because you, when you look at really old timey footage of trains and things like that, it's really, I mean, it, it makes sense, but you would take the thing you have at home and you would put it in the, the train, mm-hmm. like a chair mm-hmm. or a table. But nowadays when you see seats in vehicles or tables in vehicles, they're very purpose built. Yeah. And they they're very look residential they, at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you could just imagine this rattan, probably well, yeah. two seater. Well, the, like the Winnipeg trolley, the reproduction yeah, uh, that goes around the city, it basically has like little park benches. Little park benches. Bolted into it. And they're kind of ornate, if yeah, I'm they're kind of ornate. Yeah. Kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Terribly uncomfortable. 90 minutes was about the uh, the most that people could take. Yeah. Especially if you were sitting at the back because it was a bone shaker. <laughs> Which I did. You did. You did take a tour with me. Yep. Cue it now. I don't feel like it. Oh. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Killing me. Killing me. Siri, shut up.